It is Chiefs and Bills again, but this time in Buffalo. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports Zone by Matt Derrick, longtime Sports Zone guest uh, from ChiefsDigest.com. Uh, Matt, let's start with the Chiefs coming back last week. Uh, let, let's actually just start with the season in general. They've won you know, 12 of their 18 games, but they've been less than dominating the recent seasons. Let's start with the offense. What is, have been the biggest reasons in your mind is that the offensive efficiency has dropped off this year? Uh, bottom line, Bob, is you can just chalk it up to mistakes. And the biggest mistakes have just been too many turnovers, too many drops by the receivers, and too many penalties, especially by the offensive line. Uh, when they clean those things up, when they don't commit penalties, the receivers hold on to the football, and most importantly, you know, Patrick Mahomes is more careful with the football, they, they win games. They're still not the high-flying Chiefs offense of the past that seemed like it could put up certain points at will and pretty much score any time they wanted to. Um, they just don't have the same kind of talent right now, and, and teams are defending them differently in ways that they still haven't quite figured out. Um, but at least in the last three games, they seem closer to you know playing cleaner football and, and also just maybe finding some answers to the, the defensive coverages they're seeing. Yeah, has there been a consensus? You mentioned the teams have defended them differently. Has there been a consensus of how teams have gone about that? Yeah, I mean, one specifically is that they face a lot of zone. I mean, they'll still they'll, they'll see some man coverage at times, but it's mostly a lot of zone. And it's, it's not so much the, the two deep safeties that was the, the realm of the time that everybody was playing against the Chiefs just to take away the deep ball. Now the, they've, the people have kind of figured out that the key to defending Chiefs, especially this version of the Chiefs, which they just don't have a lot of zone beaters. I mean, Travis Kelsey and – and frankly, rookie Rasheed Rice are, are really their only two guys that they have that have consistently found ways to find those voids in the zone. Um, but teams are dropping seven, eight. They're only rushing three or four. Uh, the, the emphasis now is keeping Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. And the idea is, hey, if you can keep Mahomes holding on to the football as long as possible, eventually this Chiefs offense will break down. I mean, you know, they're, they're, the receivers start finding space to get open. Uh, Mahomes isn't finding great windows, so the longer a play goes on, the more likely he is to kind of try and force it into a tight window or there's going to be a penalty. And, and that's pretty much all it's taken to think Chiefs drives this year. If you can get them into a second and 20 because there's a holding penalty, um, this Chiefs team isn't converting those the way that they used to. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the one approach that, you know, in the Dolphins last week, obviously, because of their injuries, they, they tried to blitz the streets a lot more than teams usually do. And that means Mahomes found some targets and they took some deep shots, did not hit them. But I'd be very surprised if we saw Buffalo use the same approach just because I think the Dolphins were kind of up against it a little bit injury-wise and didn't have many other options to, to go for it. Okay, so because, let's kind of combine a lot of the things you just said there. You know, because of all those things offensively, is it difficult? And how would you evaluate Mahomes' season in 2023, or the 2023 season, so to speak? Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is uh, any doubt that it's been his most challenging season, and and one has just been you know the, this receiver group really did not come along the way that it was imagined. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's the veteran of that group, is having a down year. He's had a, a lot of drops this year, and uh, it hasn't been the deep target that he has been in the past even going back to Green Bay. Um, drops have been a huge problem. They were a huge problem for Kadarius Tony on, on week one against the Lions. And, you know, and that 
really cost him a game. I mean, they had a, he had a drop that turned into a pick six, and that alone cost him that one ball game. And he never really found his groove. And injuries have been a part of it, too. But you get really what the Chiefs imagined as their top two receivers this year really haven't gotten anything accomplished. And, you know, so they've had to go in different directions. And Mahomes has really only had Rasheed Rice and, and Kelsey has his two reliable targets. And he's had some turnovers than he usually has, you know, and it had this year. His numbers across the board are down. I think getting used to two new tasks on the outside has been a factor as well. So, you know, it hasn't been just one thing with this Chiefs offense and for Mahomes. It's been a little bit of everything. Um, but I think in the at least in the last couple of games, we saw have seen him be a little bit more of a game manager, which, you know, sounds counterintuitive to do with Mahomes, but when he actually has a defense for once, it's kind of what he has to do if they, he wants to win some ball games. I'll get to that defense in a couple of minutes here. First up, you mentioned Kelsey. He's been part of the drop pass uh, group here. Uh, obviously, he was injured in practice the week of the season opener against the Lions. Some of the national media has suggested he might actually retire after this season. You've seen every snap. How would you analyze Kelsey's season, and do you think he might actually step away after this year? Yeah, this is another guy for whom it's it's just been the toughest year he, I think he's had in his career. Uh, obviously didn't get the 1,000-yard mark that he had for the last seven seasons. That streak comes to an end. And you're right. I mean, because of that hyperextended knee he, served, he suffered before week one in practice, he hasn't been 100% at any point this season. And then you, you add on he had a neck stinger a, a few weeks ago. Um, he's had an ankle injury. I mean, it just seems to be one thing after another. So it's it's been a struggle for him. But I don't get any sense that he's going to retire. We, we talked to him about it last week, and he admitted, yeah, he thinks about it, but that's because he's 34 years old, and it's just, it crosses his mind. But he has also told us in the past that he intends to play until the wheels fall off. He says he still loves football, and I, I don't see any indication that he's planning on hanging it up anytime soon. So I, I'd, be, I'd be very surprised if he retired after this season. Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest, currently in the sports zone. All right, the defense, uh, you know, the offense hasn't been as good, but this young defense has been among the best in the NFL in many categories, whether it's metrics or old stats or any stats. Uh, why have they improved this much this season? I think there's a lot of factors, but, you know, one for, for sure is that this is, I think, the first time that um, Steve Spagnuolo has the, the personnel to deploy the defense that he wants. You know, he's got Chris Jones up front in the middle, and then he's got some long, lean edge rushers on the outside. Um, they were number two in, the, two in the league in sacks this year, and, you know, they did it without any one player dominating. You know, Chris Jones and George Karloff is at ten and a half sacks. It's, it goes all the way across the board. Um, even got, you know, a bunch of sacks from their defensive backs on the Steve Spagnuolo blitzes. Um, they've got a couple of really good linebackers. I mean, Nick Bolton is a, is a future pro bowler for sure. Um, Drew Tranquil came in as a free agent and really brought some stability as a backup. When when uh, when Bolton missed nine games, Drew Tranquil you know was able to play the Mike position and they didn't miss a beat with that with him. So and then you throw in the back in the secondary. You know Justin Reed, the great veteran on the back end. Brian Cook before his injury uh, was really developing into his own. But I don't think there's any doubt that the the young stars of this set defense are the corners. You know between Legarius Need and Trent McDuffie. Um, both should have been all pros in my mind to this year. McDuffie was. Legarius Speed was one place away from being a, an all pro. 
but those two have just been absolutely lights out. Snead has been playing against the, the top receiver, shadowing them all season long, and has just simply dominated the best in the league. You, you, you take your pick. I mean, he has shut down everybody. Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, whomever he's been on, they haven't done anything against Legereus. You mentioned some of the reasons, but how has Spagnolo specifically changed his game or approached the most? Or what areas have changed the most? Yeah, you know, one thing that he talks about a lot is just how they have uh, changed their coverages. And a big part of that is, you know, they have the flexibility. It's, it, they go fairly deep at each of their, you know, their backfield positions in the secondary. Um, you know, Mike Edwards, free agent from Tampa Bay, has been their number three safety. He's starting now because of the cook injury, but – you know, you had that kind of depth, you can do different things. And Chamari Connors, a draft pick at safety, has been playing a lot um, as their dime safety, and he's been very flexible and adaptable that he can play multiple positions. And, and Justin Reed's the same way. I mean, they've been using Justin Reed in really a lot of the same ways that they use Tyron Matthew. And then you throw in not just at the top with Snead and McDuffie, but Josh Williams, Jalen Watson, they've got some corners that side that can play with depth too and, and, and really fit into that, you know, six foot long arms, you know, lean corners that, that Steve Spagnolo loves. And, and they also have the ability to mix things up. So they use, they, they mix every coverage. They use zone, they use man. Um, they use a lot of, uh, you know, passing off. They, they, they really focus a lot on, on those corners being interchangeable and that does give them the, the flexibility to really, you know, show a different look almost every single time. And then on top of that, you don't know where the pressure's coming from. I mean, obviously, it's the Steve Spagnuolo system, so he's going to blitz from different directions. And right now, any particular moment in time, he's got 11 players on the field who can go after the quarterback. The Chiefs are on the road in the AFC postseason for the first time during the Mahomes era. Every network television person has pointed that out many times. How big of a deal is it that Mahomes and the Chiefs are away from Arrowhead? Uh, honestly, I think it's a it's a motivating factor. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not the kind that needs to go looking for motivation. He can find it wherever he wants. And this week kind of, I think, plays right up his alley as far as finding motivation. Not only is he, the, he you know, going on the road for the first time and people, whether he can do that, he's underdog. He gets to be the villain, which he kind of likes playing that role sometimes. Uh, throw on top of that, I mean, there's always been a little bit of, you know, hey, Buffalo was the, was the draft day trade that the Chiefs made to get him. And so he's always had a little bit of that, hey, Buffalo didn't want me, the Chiefs did. Um, that he's been able to kind of manufacture it. And there's no doubt, I mean, when, when Patrick Mahomes is motivated, that's a dangerous Patrick Mahomes. So he's got a lot of boxes that he can check this week. And I think they're actually relishing the idea of going to Buffalo, being the underdog, and playing that card this week. Talking with Matt Derrick from Chiefs Digest. All right, the past and uh, the past Bills Chiefs history, including this season, uh, does that history matter this week, do you think? I think the only thing that really matters is that, you know, in the last few years, the Bills have, have had the, the better of the Chiefs in the regular season, but in the postseason, the Chiefs have had the better of the Bills. And I, I do think that a little bit of that, you know, plays into this game because I, I think that the Bills, every time they face the Chiefs, they try to take them down and they throw their best stuff at them. I don't know if they have anything in reserve for this Chiefs team that, that Kansas City didn't see back in week 14, whereas I'm pretty sure that Andy Reid's got some surprises and some wrinkles 
that the Bills haven't seen yet. So uh, it's to me, it's going to be that ability. If if Buffalo can come up with something that the Chiefs haven't seen and surprise them, I, I think they have a chance. Otherwise, as long as the the Chiefs play it close to the vest, they don't turn over the football, and that defense plays the way it has. Remember, they haven't given up more than twenty seven points in a game all season. Uh, mm. Really, these games with the Chiefs are a race to 24. If you can get the 24, 24 points in a Chiefs game, you're winning it. Okay, so let's break this down a little even a little more specifically here. Let's start with the Chiefs' offense against the Bills' defense. What what matchups catch your attention the most? Yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously one is going to be Travis Kelsey and, and how the, the Bills defend him, especially – you know, if, if they're going to have the safeties, Poyer and Hyde, you know, matching up against him, you've got to find some way to do that. And, but right now, I mean, the middle of the field has been where you can move and get the football and you can get some yards against that Buffalo defense because of their injury. So I mm-hmm. think it's going to be absolutely Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice trying to work the middle of that field. And if they can have another day like they had against the Dolphins, you know, had 201 yards between the two of them, if they can be productive – that same way in the middle of the field, uh, I think it's going to be a good day for the Chiefs. And, and then defensively, James Cook is the guy that the Chiefs need to stop. He was the one that really you know, set the tone in the first game, um, had a big touchdown catch, was really effective on the ground. Um, the Chiefs need to make sure that the Buffalo running game never gets established. If they can do that and work from and, and get a lead – I don't think this defense is giving it up. So and that's one thing you have to do, I think, with the Bills is make them a little bit more one-dimensional. If you can get them out, off the ground game and force it into a situation where, where Allen is throwing the football, the Chiefs will go after him with their, their pressure. And I think they like their chances in the secondary to, to contain him or at least get some turnovers. To me, the Chiefs' defense against the Bills' offense is the juicy matchup here. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's, you know, there, there's some injuries on that side of the football for Buffalo, so I think there's some opportunities. Uh, it's just up to the Chiefs, to, I think, to maximize their opportunities. Okay, so, you know, do you believe the narrative that the Chiefs have flipped the switch since the playoffs are underway, and are they good enough this year to flip the switch? Well, that's the million-dollar question because normally this, this team, to me, flips the switch once the, the calendar turns to December, and they didn't do it this year. And so I, I've been waiting to see if they've got it. I mean, in this three-game winning streak, I will say I've, I've been seeing a little bit more of that chief swagger, that confidence that they usually have at this time of the season. I don't know if it's entirely justified right now, um, but they're feeling it, and maybe that's half the battle. If they're, they're confident and they're feeling good, maybe that is going to translate. Um, what they needed to do is translate on the offensive side. I mean, obviously the defense has been there. I would be very surprised if this defense is the reason why this team loses in the postseason. It's going to be on the offense, and if the offense can protect the football and feel confident that they can move it, eventually the one thing they're going to have to do, though, is, is, is win in the red zone, and that's where this offense has struggled all year long is bogging down once they reach down inside the 20. Harrison Butker is pretty much automatic on field goals these days, but you've got to get more touchdowns than they have been getting because that's what could eventually cost them in the end. Okay, I realize it's Wednesday morning still, a long way to Sunday night. Uh, any idea of what way you might be leaning as far as who wins this game? and What, what would determine you know, who you pick to win this game? 
you know, I, I mean, I'm not sure that the weather's going to be a huge factor. We'll see what it's like in, in Buffalo on Sunday. I know it's going to be cold. Maybe it'll be snowing. Uh, after what the Chiefs played in last week, I don't think anything's going to phase them. So uh, I, I think the weather will probably be a, an even factor for both teams. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the offenses and which one makes the least number of mistakes. Uh, I, I felt this way about the, the Chiefs in Miami, and I, I kind of feel the same way here. The team with the fewer turnovers is probably going to win this game. If you can protect the football and you can take it away on the other side, I, I think that's going to be enough to give somebody the advantage. I, I think the point spread's about right. I wouldn't be surprised if either one of these teams wins by three. Um, but I, I think the Chiefs probably – I think they pull this one off. Uh, I, earlier, I, I, my gut said – I think I said 21-17, which I think – or 2017 was the exact score of the last game. So I can't go with the exact mm. score. But I think it'll be somewhere. Sure, in the ball, you can. 23-20. Yeah, somebody somewhere around there. I don't think. I'm not convinced either one of these teams is getting to 24. But whoever gets the closest will win. <laughs> you can go with the exact score. It's not like just impossible <laughs> that they might repeat that. So yeah, you're entitled to they do could. that if you want. So don't let that <laughs> stop you. All right, Matt. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks a lot. Absolutely, Bob. Great, great catching up with you. Take care. All right, Matt Derrick from Chiefs Digest. Excellent stuff there.